We have for this year the theme of the church has been focused on discipleship. And although the first passage of scripture that you had was from the Old Testament, and you might be thinking, well, what has that got to do with discipleship? But I pray that um, you will bear with me as we go through this and that you will understand. I would like to point out the um, slide on the screen. That particular gentleman, his name, as it says there, is Arthur Blissett. I have been, as some of you would know, worked in the United States for many years. And not only got to see the film that was made, but also to have heard Arthur Blissett preaching on a number of occasions. Arthur Blissett now holds the world record for walking around the world carrying a cross. That cross, which you see in the background, is 12 feet. And he has carried it around because, not that he likes the weight, but as he said, when he thinks of the cross, he's reminded of where he came from and where he needs to go. And the idea of discipleship is to actually enable us all to understand that once we have taken or made a decision to follow Christ where we need to go. So today, you will hear about the entrepreneur, the shepherd, accountant, the taxman, the rogue, others, ordinary people doing ordinary jobs, ordinary places, customary places, familiar places. But Jesus comes by and says, leave your money, your perfect home, your ideal family. Come with me and you will live forever. By the way, the ground on which you're standing is holy ground. You will be safe, you'll be secure, and that what I didn't tell you is that it may cost you your life. So will you come? Let us pray. Holy God, you call us. You call us in many ways. Help us to recognize you, to heed your call, to respond. And at this time, Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditation of all our hearts, be acceptable to you, Christ Jesus. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, we've had two scripture readings. And the first one reminds us that God met Moses in his place of work on a mountain of Horeb. But a burning bush 
drew Moses' attention away from the ordinary cares of work and to experience something far greater. God took Moses from taking care of his sheep, his family, and eventually to prepare him to take on the task of releasing the captives from Egypt. So God meets us in the ordinariness of our lives when we pay attention. And when we pay attention to God, wherever his presence is, we are indeed standing on holy ground. In the New Testament, we had Jesus calling his disciples and he called them so that they can be involved in taking the good news to the world, to the marginalized, to the disenfranchised, to those who are discriminated against. The disciples were to go out, bear fruit, and to live. So Jesus, in calling them, said, I have come to bring good news to the poor. I have come to release prisoners. Will you follow me? But I must warn you, if you want to be my follower, you must first of all lose who you are. You must forget where you've come from. You must forget the position you hold. All you need to think about is the journey that we're on. Being the disciple will cost you. As the scripture said in Matthew, if anyone would follow me, your old self will get you nowhere as you take up your cross and follow. You must put aside your selfish ambition, shoulder your cross. And according to the Recovery Bible, it says, if you try to keep your own life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up and follow me, you will find it. But again, to be my disciple, it will cost you. And just to give you a little bit of a different scenario, something with which some of us might be able to relate, that of the tenth richest man died and left all his wealth to one of his children.
Would you leave the remote tribe in which you are working in order to get to that money? If you do, it means that these remote tribes will have no one to bring Christianity to them. So what would you do? Would you set up? Because you know that in receiving that money, it will enable you to get proper equipment and some money to buy even the bare necessities that you can have in this remote mountain area. Or if you were told you must change your life or pay a hefty fine, which you couldn't afford anyway, if you want to stay out of prison, you may, if you go on this journey, get your old job back, what would you do? Or if you were asked to report on your neighbors, so that they could be deported and you could bring your favored ones to live next to you, what would you do? Would you lose your life to save someone from injustice, disease, poverty? And these bits are just thrown out to show you that they're ordinary scenarios, they're still happening, might not be happening here in Linfield, but they're happening in various places all around the world. And every day we face similar challenges and having to make decisions. And discipleship calls for decision making. Where do we begin? How do we become a disciple? How do we indeed begin to take up our cross and follow? For being a disciple and knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is just the first step. Because once you make that total commitment to follow him, you do need to change your old life. For the lawyer who was tasked to finding this person in the remote village, he was indeed in deep trouble himself. He was in a rehab center trying to get over all his various addictions and indeed the authorities was after him. And yes, he did decide to go and find this person to tell them about the money. And you can imagine his disappointment because when he found the individual, the individual didn't want to know about the money, didn't care. All they cared about was what they were doing currently, and that is to take care of those who are much less fortunate. However, the story goes on. And we will come to that a little bit later. But in being a disciple, deciding to take up your cross, it means that you leave all your gadgets, your homely comforts, that nice new car that you've just brought, 
in order to serve others and serve Christ. We need to be like Moses and say, here I am. We need to be like disciples, for although they did not fully understand what Jesus was asking them to do, they were willing to follow. And as part of their training in helping them to get through the difficulties of carrying this cross, Jesus at times would remind them of the things that he had taught them. For indeed, initially, we had Peter questioning Christ as to why he had to say he would die. Peter did not fully understand that Christ came to save us, to lose his own life so that we can all live. And Jesus was not asking the disciples to do anything more or less than he himself had to do or was prepared to do. For the cross means suffering. It means giving up, as I indicated, all the things that are familiar. It means challenging authorities when they do something that's not for the benefit of all. Being a disciple means standing up for the low-wage worker. Being a disciple means that one stands up to the authorities or others who say that asylum seekers are not worthy of accommodation. And in taking up your cross, you have to challenge all those injustices. Because the cross meant that you have decided to help in the fulfillment of what Jesus came to do. And just in case that we forget, Jesus reminded his disciples that Isaiah, way back in the prophet, had said, I have been sent to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness the prisoners. Being a disciple means helping others to be comforted. Being a disciple, carrying the cross, means that we help others with the oil of gladness. And instead of mourning, we would give them a garment of praise. Following Jesus, taking up your cross, means that there are times when, like all the young people that we are now concerned about, 
who are rushing off to Syria and others and doing crimes that are just beyond human comprehension that we should be able to do something similar. How many Christians have groups or bands of people going off and challenging others to become like Christ? We come to church and we hear a sermon and we go out and we can say we enjoy the service. But very often the challenge that has been put out to us to take up our cross is ignored. We go out and we continue in the same old, same old. My neighbors are my people who live two doors from me but not the ones who live in a poor country. When we take up our cross, it means more than just writing a check for the charity that comes around. Because oftentimes we do that with very little feeling, with very little understanding. Taking up our cross means that when we go out, we do not just say we'll pay $100 for a pair of jeans when the person who made it probably earns two pounds per month. Taking up the cross and following means that we truly believe in the humanity of all, that no one is above anyone else. Taking up our cross means that we understand what it is to be humble, humble before God and before each other. Taking up our cross does not mean that we just swan off to some other island and think that we're doing the island a favor because we're spending a different currency. Taping up our cross means that we truly begin to understand how our lifestyle affects those in poorer countries. When we take up our cross, we begin to examine why We pay perhaps three pounds, whatever, per gallon for petrol when the country from which it comes are being ravaged by war so that we can get their oil. When we take up our cross, we challenge governments on the things that they do. We don't just wait till an election when we have 15 names on a ballot and we don't know what they represent and we just put a tick. Taking up our cross means that we truly begin to look at the human race as brothers and sisters and truly one in Christ. So taking up our cross means total commitment to following his way publicly as well as in our private lives. 
for the possibility of the disciples losing their lives was real. And yet, they were willing to go. For as Paul reminds us in Philippians, to live for Christ is gain. To die is even greater. Because there's nothing in this life that can be compared to the glory that is to come when you truly take up your cross. So when we do know Christ, we make choices that are not popular. We do things that are different so people begin to question. And in questioning, we can share with them the Christ whom we serve. So a true disciple is patterned on the Messiah's way of salvation. So we have examples like Oscar Romero, like Bonhoeffer, like Martin Luther King, like John Huss, all who were prepared to go to the cross and make the ultimate sacrifice to serve their king. But in order to do that, among us, the aim of our discipleship is to encourage and measure the growth of each other through our behavioral change. And we can only do that through the constant application of the biblical principles which we are taught. To grow in Christ, as I said, means taking sides. And the lawyer who was an addict who I'd mentioned earlier on, who had to go and find this person, he found and heard the call during his mission. For in trying to find the recipient of all this money, he became ill. And he was so ill that he thought at one point that an angel appeared to him and it was the person he was looking for and told him that he would not die because all he had to do was to pray. And so he began to learn to pray. At first he said it was not comfortable, but he tried. And on returning to tell his company About his trip, he encountered a preacher, a minister. He had nowhere else to go, so he went in the church. And at the end of the service, the minister stood at the door and he shook everyone's hand. And as he came out, he said to this young man, we haven't seen you before. Would you like to come to lunch? And he took this young man home to his wife where there were three places laid. And when he saw the expression on his face, the minister says to him, yes, we always have an extra plate. So do sit down. And during the course of conversations, he eventually began to help the preacher to repair the church, to get a bigger room so that they can have room for toddlers, 
room for those who are on their own, and a whole variety of other things to go on in his church. He resigned his position in the legal company, and the recipient of the money reluctantly signed the agreement to take the funds, provided that they went to the charity whom that individual served, and that this young man, he was to be one of the trustees. He had taken up his cross. Will we take up ours? What is our aim? Is our aim for that life to come? For only in that life will we know that our living indeed was gain. Today, my brothers and sisters, these words are for your consideration as well as they are a reminder for me that indeed, when we take up our cross to follow Christ, we cannot lay it down, for when we do, we lose. And there's a nil balance. When we take it up, we will indeed receive the crown. So will you work for that crown? Will you take up your cross? Will you follow Christ? Discipleship has a cost. But that cost is gain. For it is a life that you will have forever. Amen.